0: Welcome to Immigrate, welcome to a space where you can be vulnerable, a space where you're not going to be judged, a space where you can be authentic. And my hope and desire is to inspire and motivate everyone that click onto this podcast. So welcome to another episode of Immigrate. Sasha Gay to my podcast. I'm so excited to have you.
1: All right, so my name is Sasha Gay uh, Loban. Um, I live in Ottawa here in Canada. Um, I have multiple layers. You know, I'm a mom, um, I'm a wife, and I'm also a working professional. Professional. I work in communications um, here in Ottawa. My background is in journalism. I practiced uh, Media, mainstream media for years. I worked in uh, print, radio, um, digital media, um, all of it. And um, now I am working in communications more on the corporate side of things. I'm working for a nonprofit right now and I'm just enjoying that uh, transition, you know, from just being all over the place as a journalist, so being more steady now so I can spend more time with my son. So I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm glad to be a guest and um, I look forward to the conversation that we're going to have.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, thank you for that. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting how we have met and we've met through this mutual group. And we have the same name. We, her name is Sasha Gay and my name is Tasha Gay. Um, so it's unique. We, our parents probably it was the name around the same area. So it's interesting. I've never had someone actually have the same name on my podcast. So welcome. Welcome Thank to you. our podcast. Um, so Sasha Gay, tell me, I mean, I know you told us about yourself. You're in communication. That's wonderful. I'm slowly going into that. Um, but yeah, what is this you move from where Where did you move from
1: okay, so I'm originally uh from Jamaica. I came to Canada in two thousand and fifteen uh to pursue my master's degree uh in journalism, so um, I was already a practicing journalist in Jamaica, and uh when I came here, I kind of wanted to get deeper into investigative journalism, so I did my master's here. Um, liked it and decided that, you know, I'd like to stay to kind of just explore and expand on my career because journalism is a passion of mine. It it was my first, um, you know, love in terms of career. So I wanted to dive more into that. So that's the reason I came here um, to, to, to pursue that more. So. Um, yeah that's that's pretty much it originally from jamaica proud jamaican um i wear jamaica on my sleeve everywhere i go and i'm also happy to be here in this space
0: Woohoo. yeah we are we um i'm proud to have my sister with me because i'm from jamaica too so it's so yeah. nice to have someone who's from the same country that i am so for sure yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> So what was the experience like seven well 8 years ago when you moved cuz I moved a year after you so what was it like moving to Canada
1: It was a it was a big transition it was firstly a huge decision um to make um you know growing up in Jamaica um you know a lot of times people would say they you know want to you know, go to the America, to the Americas, or Canada, or the United States, as we often, you know, learn about uh, in Jamaica. But for me, that wasn't the case initially. I was never someone who wanted to live in another country, and I, I wanted to travel, and I, knew I wanted to study more. Because actually, I was thinking of Spain first when I was thinking about um, furthering mm-hmm. my studies. But I never yeah. thought about living outside of Jamaica, so it was a huge decision to make to actually come here to learn what it's about and um to to develop a life here and then when i when I got here, it was also a huge transition so just to give you a little bit of background. Um, when I, when I came from Jamaica, I went to Saskatchewan. So I lived in Saskatchewan for many years. I've only lived in Ottawa for about two years now, but I lived in Saskatchewan, love the prairies. I think, Mm -hmm. um, if it were up to me, I would stay in Saskatchewan. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, um, it was, it was a, it was a major transition. First of all, the culture shock, because, a lot of times, when you introduce yourself and you say, Hey, I'm from Jamaica, people are like, What are you doing here? It's so cold here, and um, you have warm and nice weather. So, how come you left Jamaica to come here? But, you know, in my quest to deepen my education and my experience and to just expand professionally, I thought it would be a great opportunity. So, the transition, the decision was hard, but made it anyway decided to trust god you know with that process and once i got here the transition was also difficult but you know it, it it worked out so i enjoyed living in saskatchewan i enjoyed um what my career you know um how that was going in terms of the trajectory and um of course there were some challenges but thankfully you know god helped me through those so, um, huge transition, big decision, but hey, I'm here.
0: <laughs> so what are some of the challenges? I know you mentioned, um, culture shock. What else did you experience moving to Saskatchewan? Cause I love Saskatchewan actually. I always said I wanted to move there. So you're telling me what to expect. It's somewhere I was like, where would you, cause I've been to Saskatchewan for, I was there 2015 for three months. So I kind of get a little bit, but it was in the summer, so it wasn't like winter or anything. But what was your experience like moving from Saskatchewan now to um, Ottawa?
1: Well, um, so what I liked about living in Saskatchewan is that surprisingly, there's a huge Jamaican community there. There is. I often true. say, wherever you go in the world, you're going to find a Jamaican <laughs> So I liked that that there was a huge was. Jamaican community mm-hmm. there, and it, it was not only massive, but it was also very supportive. So mm-hmm. it helped me with the integration process in terms of you know knowing what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. Right. So I loved that about Saskatchewan that there was a community. I did not feel alone because I built you know and uh, relationships there and uh, had a network um that i could really um engage with and seek direction so that that's what i liked about it you're you're not alone right i definitely didn't like the weather because in the winter time it gets up to minus 60 right and coming from jamaica where it's always at least plus 30 <laughs> um that's a huge a very huge transition so um the biggest part of it for me um even though there were there were challenges in terms of just integrating into can the canadian culture there was that community of people that network of people that i could depend on and um it you know i'm happy you actually asked that because then i could talk about that aspect and talk about even now that i'm working on in terms of um, a project that i'm working on that i just published a book and it talks about Finding your network, leaning on your network and leaning on community to help you to navigate, you know, the challenging uh, times. Right. So when 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 I was in Saskatchewan, I had a host of people, I had a support system. I had a community of people who were always there and could help us through whatever. So when my husband got here, when we had our son, we had a support. Now, moving from Saskatchewan to Ottawa, that was a huge difference. That's when I felt like, you know, I was alone in Canada. Surprisingly, because I've been here um, for, by the time we moved to Ottawa, I've been here already for six years. And I often say to people, like, moving from west to east, it's almost like moving to another country again, altogether, mm-hmm. because it's so different. Um, surprisingly, you know, it's still Canada, but it's so different in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, the provinces, the type of things that happen. And it was mm-hmm. harder to get into the, the 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 employment market here, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I didn't know anybody. I, mm-hmm. I left all my support in Saskatchewan. And so I had to go back to the drawing board to really figure out, okay, how am I going to do this? I'm a new mom. I'm in a new city where I know nobody and um, I have to just re-strategize and refocus and find out how do I get into get back into the swing of things. So mm-hmm. the, the difficulties really, really came when I came into Ottawa and had to literally start over again, right? And so thankfully in that process, um, because it, it took me a year to find employment when I came here, because it's it's so hard in Saskatchewan. When somebody calls you for an interview, you basically get you basically get the job. Once they 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 see that you're qualified and um, you've answered all their questions and um, you can do the job, they offer you a job, right? Here it's different. It's a different approach. You have to get connected with people on LinkedIn. You have to find people in your industry that you have to, you know, really get into the, as we say in Jamaica, the nitty gritty of things, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I find that, you know, that was difficult, and I was documenting the process as I was going along. So that started two years ago, and it evolved into a book um that i just oh, published last week so
0: yeah congratulations thank you <laughs> um i'm curious why did you move from saskatchewan then to at all, if you had so much support if you might it sure. was
1: yeah it was a family decision um okay. we had been in saskatchewan for a while and um we we just had a a son and we wanted um a lot more diversity even though we had a community there, and um, we were thinking maybe we could go somewhere else to live, somewhere else to try to figure things out, and uh, maybe we would have a bit more diversity. Because even though there was support, there was a network. It's also restricted, um, even with, with my career, because I was at a point um, in my career where I needed to transition. So I. When my son was born, I didn't want to do the hamster wheel journalism jobs anymore um, where I'd be covering events, you know, all the time and busy. I wanted something more, a, a bit more steady. And we wanted a change because at the time we were going through a lot of different changes and we said, you know what, maybe it's time to make the move that we've always been talking about, start fresh and see what happens. So it was solely a family decision. Do I regret that decision? Sometimes. <laughs> um, but, you know, nice. I'm, I'm just learning how to navigate and to reintegrate and to re strategize and finding and developing a network of people of support again. To, to, to kind of help us to maneuver that.
0: Okay, why do you think sometimes you regret it?
1: Because a lot of times, so remember, I talked about when I was coming to Canada at first, how that was a huge decision.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes the best, sometimes you feel like the best decision is to just stay in where you're comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. It feels comfortable it feels okay and you don't want to um restructure or break down that foundation you know um yeah That's okay. so um can you just ask me the question again sorry why do you think
0: it's um you regret it sometimes
1: sometimes yeah because uh, it was comfortable being in Saskatchewan i had a support system that i could have depended on right And sometimes, even though I felt like, oh, this is a good move, we're going to do something new, we're going to start over, we're going to explore what our careers have to offer, and stuff like that. And it was, it seemed exciting at the time. And at the time, it felt like we needed a shift, a change, um, in how we're going to, you know, develop our family, raise our son, how we wanted to. Uh, make sure that his experience kind of differs from ours in terms of diversity blah 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 so saskatchewan was comfortable and so when when i came here and the 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 challenges hit me when one month of job searching turned into two months and two months turned, turned into three and three turned into six and six to a year oh i got so frustrated i was like oh my god why did why did we even make the decision to, to to come here? Felt like, you know, going back, but we had already, you know, kinda shifted everything. So that that's it. I just I just I I just miss that I had the support. I missed that the support was no longer there. And I missed that it was a co- more comfortable experience. So I had some regrets when I came here. But as, as as I get into it and I find my strength and my confidence again, then I see how I had to go through that, you know, to be here. So, um, hey, it turned out into a book. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> see? So, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, it it's, it's always seems difficult when we're going through that. And you use that terminology, um, wheel, um, that wheel constantly and you're just going over the process and you're just doing it all. It does have the days, because right now I'm not working and it's not like I cannot, it's just like I've been here for seven years and you think, oh, Tasha have it, but boom, all of a sudden this is the longest I've not been working and I'm like, what's going on? But then it's that process of, not doing the things you know what I mean and you feel frustrated I'm like I feel like I'm going backwards but I'm going into a different transition in my life right and so with that because for me this is it's complicated it's complex you just get married you know all these things going in your head all these insecurities that creep up on you eventually right what do you think was the most complex was it the move I know you touch on it but was it the move? Was it the fact? Because comfort sorry, when you're in a comfortable situation, everything else seems okay. But once we get out of that comfort zone is when we always look back and like, why do I do what I do? But what was the most complex though, you think of all of that? Was it the move or the fact that you wasn't working?
1: Unemployment was the most com- complex because I did not know how to do unemployment it was, it was new, it was new territory for me. I am used to my independence. I'm used to getting up and just going and being, you know, on the go all the time and to wake up every single day and having to look for a job every day. That's, it's it's strenuous. And um, for me, it kind of, it kind of Robbed me from my, you know, the, the self confidence I used to have because, as you said, the insecurities, right? And so when I was even writing the the book and the process, you know, what I wanted to call it? What well, I wanted to call it unemployment for dummies because I don't, I don't I don't know how to do unemployment and I was learning all of these new things that I had to do that I had to tap into. In order to get to that next stage, right? Because I was questioning, "Oh my God, I have a, I have a master's degree. I, I have two degrees. Why am I not getting a job?" And so when I started writing, this is the book, by the way,
0: finding your network, just,
1: finding your network, navigating change and rediscovering self. So I found that that journey. Right, I had to really dive into things. Did some, took some actionable steps, some intentional steps that I had to do to reestablish a network and um, to navigate this unfamiliar territory of unemployment. Because what was that? I I did not know what to do. I could not focus. I couldn't. I couldn't. I just did not know how to do it. So a lot of days I was depressed, <laughs> and. Uh, it really it really affected my self confidence because I was the most one of the most confident people that you could have ever come across. If you ask any of my friends, I'm the person who is going to cheer you on. I'm the person who is going to get you revved up and motivate you to take that next next step in your life. And here I was. Here I was depressed and lost all my self-confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Because I came from a background of journalism. I worked on radio. I worked with IREFM. I read news live. My career was going really well, right? So to be in this spot, I always ask myself, oh my God, is it me? What is? What am I doing wrong? Because I had everything that society said I'm supposed to have, the degrees, the experience everything right so not being employed for so long it really threw me into you know a dark place that i had to literally take actionable steps to get out of and uh, during that process i found the courage to really start documenting that because the thing is the way i handle stress because i'm a writer <laughs> yeah that's what i do i it's pen to paper so, I, I just write what I'm
0: feeling. Write That's what, what she I'm going through. through. That's actually yeah. the um, technique that a lot of therapists will tell people. writing yeah. down, what you're going through. It kind of helps you go through the emotions too. Girl, when you're talking to this, the church right now, like, this is my emotions day in, day out of how I constantly feel because I went to college. Um, I have so much background. I have psychology background, you know? It's like what am I doing? I didn't finish university in Jamaica, but at least I started and I have a little knowledge of it. Right. I have so much experience in Canada. It's like, what do you do? So you're speaking to the church right now. So you're kind of encouraging me, but then, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's difficult. Unemployment is for sure. One of the most, because again, as most Jamaicans are confident, I've hardly ever met. Most of my friends are or Jamaicans are very confident. And I did, I need to correct that because I did have some people on my podcast before, or my friends who came on. They're all Jamaicans. But outside of my friends, you're the first I've ever met doing an interview as a Jamaican. But we're all confident people. That's what our culture sh- shares confidence and all that. So coming into a zone like this where we don't even know how to navigate it. And as you're saying, you've never walked that path. You know, and to go through that, it's like, what do you do? You know, people question you every day. Are you really looking here, 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 here? You take all the recommendations from people. And I was like, I've done it. No, you're not looking hard enough. And I'm like, and it does affect you because you're like, I am doing what I'm supposed to. So here, that's how my podcast started. Because I'm like, I'm home. I love talking. And let me just do something in the meantime and put myself out there. And as you said, hopefully it will bump, you know, it will come back right to me. Right. So what else, so how do you think, so with all that, and I just want to congratulate you for your book and how you have navigated through that tough time, because it's not easy. I'm not so much a youth writer, I am the, I will talk. So how do you think your younger self would look at you right now and say, would they be proud? Would they be like, ah. What would you think your younger self would say right now?
1: I think uh, the younger Sasha would say, I'm, I'm really proud of you. And so. um, she would say, see, I told you not to worry because it worked out, didn't it? You know, so for me, I want my younger self to, what I would say to me as a younger Sasha, is that don't worry about it. You will get there. You just keep doing what you're doing, taking steps every single day, just one foot in front of the other. Um, There were times when, because other than unemployment, I've had other difficulties in terms of health, you know, issues and stuff like that. And I remember one time, at one point I got really sick and um, it it was a very dark time. And um, even through that, I had to still work. I had to still get up every single day, look in the mirror and say, you know, you, you gotta do this. And I remember at one point I literally got up and I was like, because it was, a, it, was a, it was a kind of sickness that really affected my mobility in terms of movement. And I got up and I could barely walk. And I kept telling myself one foot in front of the other one foot in front of the other. And I kept looking at my feet and I was like, one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. And I walked and I walked until I got to work where I could sit and write, right? Uh. So it's the same thing with dealing with the issue of unemployment. I had to get up every day and say one foot in front of the other. You could only send one resume today. You only found one place that was hiring and you sent one resume. That's a win. That's a win. Right? You sent zero. Um, Today, that's still a win because you still got up and you were looking. Right? So I would say to my my younger self or my younger self would say to me, it's gonna be okay, just keep putting one foot in front of the other because everything, every day that you wake up, that's a win. And so stemming from that process of dealing with unemployment and even prior things in terms of um, health, I am now learning in this present moment to be kinder to myself, to show myself some, to show myself more grace and to show myself more compassion. Because I think, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or it's because we're women or moms or wives, we are very hard on ourselves. And I'm learning to be kinder to myself, stop being so hard on myself and just keep putting one foot in front of the other.
0: So, um, I think it's like, um, sorry to cut you, but I think it's yeah. a combination of both. I don't want us to lose that point. Cause you're just, you're dropping good nuggets right there. And I'm a big, big advocate of breaking generational patterns. And I think it's a combination of all of that as, and one of our generational and culturally pattern is be hard on ourselves. We're told don't complain, just do it. just you know if something don't happen you know you constantly go and you say you know what let me do that oh let me find something else but as you said earlier you draw some very powerful nuggets you said if doesn't matter what happened today it's going to be okay it's a win you're telling yourself it's okay that's going to be fine in your eyes it doesn't but our culture tells us no you got to go run, 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 kill yourself until you reach a point where you're sick. You can't even help yourself. And then they say, see, I, I told you that you shouldn't have done that. Cause these are the same cultural people will come and tell you, or I remember when I just got married, cause you're touching some really powerful point. My mom used to say, oh, do this, 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 and that. And I went into marriage with this mindset that i have to be this superwoman you know and it's a lie it just pushes you into a whole big so when you touch on that don't just you're jumping i'm like no 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 no." it's such powerful it is a cultural thing that we are so hard on ourselves because we were told to do that every single day because our parents have done it our aunts have done it even our dads everybody have done it so you're taught to do the same things
1: but yeah even if you look in the education system in jamaica it tells you you have to be the best and do your best it doesn't give you room for failure or give you room to improve right if you look at it i'm not sure how your um school system or primary high school system was but I know like going, going through that process, right? If you weren't an A student, if you were a B, C or even D, or you, you, you weren't academically inclined, you get left and pushed to the back because people keep telling us, you have to pass a certain amount of subjects. You have to do this. You better come home with a degree, you better this or whatever, right? So we culturally, we're very hard on ourselves, you know? So I have to, yeah, so I have to learn to be kind. I have to literally look in the mirror every single day and say, you're looking cute today. You know, despite everything that is going on, you know, be kind to yourself, do something for yourself today right so i make it a point of duty to do like actionable steps like little steps so unemployment caused a whole lot of financial difficulties right so when i started working my thing was oh my god i have to pay all this debt all this debt blah 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 you know what i said whenever i get paid i'm going to do something kind for myself so if that means whenever I drop my son off to daycare, I go and sit somewhere and have a Starbucks um, coffee or something, that is something nice that I'm doing for myself. We have to be kinder to ourselves because everybody else is telling us that we have to be the superwoman. No, we about it, man. Have faith. Yeah, all right, blah, blah, blah. No, we're not okay. You're and not- we have to realize that we're not okay and take actionable steps to do do better for ourselves i have a chapter in the book called every step is a win in the right direction so the fact that i got up today right and i sat in front of the computer i was looking for jobs but i didn't get to send out a resume today because my toddler won't allow me i still got up right i'm not going to be worried that, oh my God, I didn't get to send out a resume today, blah, blah, blah. It was still a win because my son is taken care of. I still got up and I sat in front of that computer. So that's, that's a mindset I had to, and it was hard for me to write it and to be so open and vulnerable, but I wrote it for people, for us. You know what I
0: mean? That word for vulnerability us. is yeah. not something was taught in our culture. And yeah. It, uh, Big advocate. I I said it to someone two days ago. I don't care what you think I should be doing. I am doing what I think and what God thinks I should do. Yeah. Being vulnerable is one of the things that us as Jamaicans is not taught to do. We're taught to keep our mouth shut. If you're going through a pain, no one should know about it. Yeah. You should just suffer in silence and be that. Make sure that even here in Canada, they still, it's still imparted on you. Make sure that while you're suffering, you're a superwoman. There's so much people that walk around with so much hurt and pain constantly every day. I'm doing a presentation next week, Wednesday. I love if you could be there because these are all Caribbean women from Jamaica. Well, one person's from Australia, but she's from Kenya and the other, two, other three persons from Jamaica. But what our thing is, is that we're teaching women how to not realize that you need to hold on to the things that you think you, you, you were embarked on. When you said days when you feel like you can't do it and you go buy a coffee, that's a whole big thing. Yesterday I was saying to my husband, I don't want to be in the house. I want to go to the park and I just want to sit there for an hour, not doing nothing sit and look at the lake to sit and look at people walking to sit and look at the bird and that to me was so therapeutic because i'm like i needed that for myself in that moment because someone said like i had some conversation with someone and a decision that i had to make it was tough and it affected me because i'm like i know you wanna you, you again you were taught you need to feel choose you need to be accepted right Anything you say, people need to accept it. But there come a time when you start doing things differently, you're not going to be accepted. And then this is what I'm hearing from you. You start doing things that's not the norm or what culturally I say, that's what we should do because it's not working in this day and age. It probably yeah, not for our parents and our grandparents and, he, and our aunts.
1: And you know what I I found out? I, I found out in all of this these dist- constructing of the ideas and the ideologies that were, were imparted in us, I found out that it's not because uh, our parents or my mom, for example, I grew up in a single parent home. She was a very, She's a very strong woman. She did everything she could and she's one of my major support um, systems. I found out it's not that they were strong is because they had no choice but to try to put on that face of just getting by every single day. So because of that, and her mother had to do it, and her mother, mother's mother had to do it, it passed on to us, and we feel like there's this huge, oh, we have to be this strong. And I realized, you know what happened to me during that journey? I... Isolated myself and I overexpanded myself and it made me sick and depressed. You get um, what I'm saying? So um we have to just deconstruct those ideas, and the book I wrote it for us, people like us who are going through changes, who are trying to navigate, who are trying to figure it out. Because I was trying to figure it out, I lost all stability. And this is just the tip of the story that I'm telling you about, right? I I lost, yeah, we lost everything. Our family went through a lot. And the only reason I didn't pack up in Ottawa and head back to Saskatchewan was because since our son was born, he's four now. We went through so many changes. I didn't want to put my family through that again. So I had to, you know what? change perspective refocus i have a board on there write down the things that i have to do try not to be so hard on myself and just wake up every day and say this was my win today no resumes were sent out but i won because i got up (laughs) my son is healthy you know i am doing okay and it's another day i passed through another day that's a win and uh, the reason i focused on that chapter was because of one person who i met here who she's a jamaican as well and she's she she builds community right she helps people like her who are just coming into the city and she helps them to you know she's also in the communications uh, industry and she would call me every single day and check on me and I would just tell her how painful the day was and my son would to go to sleep so I can get to send job applications and blah, blah, blah. And she just asked me, so what was your win today? And I was like, what kind of question is that? Did she not hear me complain about everything that went bad today? How can you ask me what was the win? And it made me think. She said, what was the win today? And I asked her, what do you mean? She said, was there anything good that you felt like happened or tell me what happened today? And I would tell her and she said, that's a win you got through today. (laughs) You're alive. You know what I mean? So I started to just document all of that and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely. For people like us, for us. I wrote it for us.
0: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> to be honest. I, Is
1: it on Audible? Audible. No. It's coming on Audible. It hasn't launched on Audible yet, but the paperback okay. copy is available
0: and it's on Kindle as well. Oh, it's Kindle. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. I'll download it. Um, I know we touch on encouraging, but what else do you think you could encourage immigrants who are listening? And like, we've touched on so much things though. What else would you encourage and tell an immigrant here like I know we already started talking about that, but yeah. what else
1: what i would what I would tell an immigrant is no matter how bad it gets, don't give up, don't give up on yourself firstly, and don't give up on the goal that you had when you came here because when we come here, we're starting over we're living a life that we know that was comfortable and we're stripped of everything when we get here. And it's hard to rebuild. Rebuilding is it's, it's hard. But no matter what you do, don't give up on yourself. Cry. Be depressed. Feel your feelings. And do all of that. But at the end of the day, make sure that you do not give up on yourself and the goals that you have for yourself. You, you know? And... um. Once you don't give up, once you are okay, then everybody else that we're worried about will be okay. We just have to make sure that we are okay. So that's what I would tell my um, fellow immigrant um, people coming from everywhere across the world. Just just don't give up on yourself, no matter um, how bad it gets.
0: Thank you. Because I'm taking that in like, a, you, I'm soaking it in. I'm soaking it yeah. in. <laughs> I'm soaking it in. So, how has you seen your spiritual journey impact your journey here? Do you think it has changed? Do you think it got worse? How has it impacted your spiritual journey?
1: It didn't get worse. Um, I think spiritually I am strengthened. Because one of the things for me, I'm not a super religious person. I'm a spiritual person. I'm not a religious person. So, prior to me is conversations that I have with God and I tell him how I'm feeling every single day. Yeah. I tell him how I'm feeling every single day. If my entire body hurts, I don't say to God, oh, my head hurts today. I said, you know what, God, every part of me is hurting today and I don't know what to do, what to say or anything. Um, so I think, um, during the process, because as I said to you, like, this is just a, it's not, it's barely the tip of what I'm saying because there are so many other things, but I think throughout the process of every transition I've had, it has encouraged me even more to stay close to God because, um, I, I don't play when it comes on to my relationship with God. I tell my husband all the time, like when we have like, you know, marital tussles and we would get into, you know, heated arguments and debates and um, he would say, how come you do that? tell you a Christian? Blah, 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 blah. I say, yeah, I'm going to prayer music tomorrow because I give my, I, I, as I said, I'm at a process in my life where I give myself grace as much as, oh, God tries to give us grace every single day. Not try, but give us grace every single day. So despite what I'm going through, the journey is rough. You know, I, I get depressed. I question God a lot, but he welcomes those questions and he answers. You get what I'm saying? So um, it has, I wouldn't say it, it, it hasn't impacted it in a negative way. I think if anything else, it has taught me more how to rely on God for everything, for provision, for just getting through a normal day, you know? So it it, it deepens my My relationship relationship and my dependence on him, right? Because I'm learning in... In, 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 in depending on him I depend less on myself because I don't know what to do mm.
0: yeah and it, it yeah words of wisdom that was all words of wisdom and it's true I always encourage other people don't let other people make you feel like you're doing something wrong. your story is your story. No one else cannot repeat your story, you know. Sometimes, as you said, and my husband will say the same thing to me. How I'm like, you know what? I am a rework every day. Every day, God is reworking me, and we praying and asking God and talking to God and having those deep conversation with Him. That's what He wants. He wants us to come to Him. He wants us to yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, it's a daily thing. It's a daily encounter. It's a daily reassurance, a daily rework, and everything, because we are not more a human, and we are not perfect, and He never called us to be perfect. And I love that you said that, because we we tend to, as we said earlier, super super this superman, superwoman, and this perfectionist is not what God calls us to be. It's a lie from the devil. And he wants us in our minds to think that we're perfect. Because that put us into a set of depression. Because if the ones you think that you're not perfect anymore, it takes you down to a a, a, a serious um, part that you can't even... I was like, oh. But as we're wrapping up and we're done, three words would you like to leave with my guests and my listeners today? What is three words? Three words. Yeah. Uh, Grace.
1: That's number one. Be gracious to yourself. Show yourself grace. Right? Two, resilience. You are more resilient than you think, even though you might not feel it now. And uh, three. Three, I'm just going to say a phrase, a two-word phrase. Mm-hmm. You won. You are winning. You will win. because every day that you wake up is a win that's true
0: anything else you want to add before we leave
1: um just thank you guys for listening um i hope that it helps somebody um even 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 one person i hope it helps somebody i hope it reaches somebody um don't remember to not give up on yourself it's okay to go through um, challenging times to navigate. Challenging times, but always remember your goals. Remember your aspirations. Don't give up on yourself. It'll be okay. And um, just tap in. You can connect with me on any platform. Sasha Gay Laban on LinkedIn. My book is is the name of it is Finding Your Network: Navigating Change and Rediscovering Self. I wrote it for us, I wrote it for people like us who have left everything behind um, in our home country, came to Canada to explore and to see if we can just live a, I wouldn't say um, better life, but just to explore and to expand on who you are. Um, you know, I, I wrote it for us, and if you find yourself in a challenging time, just remember that... Um, you will be okay. And um trust God in the process. If you're someone who believes in God, trust God in the process.
0: Thank you so much, Sasha Gay, for just coming on here and being so vulnerable and open and feeling like you're not you're not gonna be judged because I'm getting that and I, I um this is why I created this space because I want women like us or people like us who have immigrated and you know what? Our story is not who we are. We are immigrating and we are becoming a better version of ourselves. Um, So I just want to thank you. Thank you. And yes, I will drop your information in the description of this podcast once it's heard and your book and have people reading it. Because as you said, it's for us. It's for us as people who have immigrated and need to understand that navigating through rough time, it's so difficult so i just want to thank you for just coming on here and yeah she's my homie (laughs) for sure we're gonna become sister wood now and yeah um from one another jamaican to the next girl i have your back um i understand and yeah keep doing what you're doing and you're doing good you're doing good
1: (laughs) thank you very much um take care keep doing what you're doing and spreading this positive message and energy, putting it in the universe.
0: <laughs> it's always a good pleasure to have um, omis <laughs> We call it omies. We Someone from your country who can share the same story with you and reflect with the same things. And I'm very excited about that. And Sasha Gay was one of those persons. Um, her story was very impersonal. Um, I want you guys to go out there and get her book, read her story, and and, and see what she's sharing in that because she's sure so much solid and informative information. And while you do that, listen to this podcast wherever you, wherever, wherever you find your podcast, whether on Spotify or wherever, this is the podcast for you and thank you again to listen to another great episode of Immigrate. I'm so excited and I'm thrilled to have another great episode.